Steve Stebbing is here. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Steve, do you have a favorite teacher from back in the day? Did you have like a movie class or something that you took that stuck um, with you? I had a teacher in high school, uh, Mr. Nicholas Smith, um, who he was my drama teacher kind of pushed me to do a lot of the plays that I uh, that I ended up doing in high school. Um, yeah, he was he definitely inspired me a lot. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Like it. So who's your favorite teacher? Feel free to share it here. That's we're not here for teachers. We're here for movies and TV shows and so much more. Steve is in Penticton, British Columbia. Let's get started, Steve. We have the AV Club coming up here shortly in the category of the new releases, A Haunting in Venice. I do not believe in psychics. Come with me to a seance. Spot the con I can't. Detective, you are here to discredit me, but I can talk to the dead. I'd give all I have to hear my daughter's voice. If someone wants to be heard, we are here. All right, Steve. Uh, scary, spooky, or thriller mysterious? Yeah, this is this is your 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 mystery thriller that is kind of trying to border on the horror elements without really even submersing themselves really in it. Uh, but this is Kenneth Branagh's uh, third go around uh, behind the camera and in front of it as Agatha Christie's iconic sleuth, uh, Hercule Poirot, um, who is uh, now retired, living in Venice until. Uh, through a friend he is coaxed to go to a party and seance where of course a murder happens uh leading him to um dust off his his abilities and uh and solve the murder and i really like brana in this role but the first movie they did the murder on orient express i thought was okay and then it's just been kind of gone downhill since um, this film feels like a dry PBS movie a lot, but just done in like a big screen skew. And I just, I, I had a hard time really getting into this one uh, and not for, for lack of good acting. Cause everyone's quite good in this one, but um, it never seems to try to find a tone. And I, I really felt like the actual like thread of this film was a bit wishy-washy in the end. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love it when you don't like shows. I think that's the best because most people would assume that that's all we're here for, right? Is to be like, we're going to talk about the good stuff only. Nope. Uh, apparently that's not the case. Um, <laughs> all right. Streaming. If you want to catch uh, the stuff on the streaming services, because there's like 4,000 of them now. Uh, let's get started. This one's on FX. It's Welcome to Wrexham Season 2. But if we do not get promoted this year, the club is completely and wholly unsustainable. The burden isn't just winning and getting out of this league. It's never letting down this community. This season for me, it's more than football. It's belief. All right, tell us about Rexel. Yeah, I mean, a docu-series about uh, uh, football, essentially, um, but the conduit into this one is, is about Wrexham FC, uh, AFC, uh, a team that was bought by Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds. Um, and I mean, that was the reason I started watching the show was their involvement. But what I didn't realize that I would really get into, um, just the town, the, the, the series being about the town, the fans, 
the club, like the players themselves, but also the people behind the scenes, the coaching, everything. And it's so interesting in that that human element. And it, it all these people are like really interesting characters as well. And it's sort of this interesting underdog story as you see this team that is like a lower tier team, like the lowest tier that you can get in European football. And and to see them slowly get elevated and do better and better. And you kind of start to root for them. We all become Wrexham fans through this show. And I, I think it's very fascinating. That story in particular with Ryan Reynolds influence has also been incredibly fascinating, mm-hmm. right? Like um, the faith, the traffic, the, the people, I mean, they had to add new beer service. So many people started following that team, right? They had to yeah. put in new beer, beer lines to be able to, feed everybody you know it's quite remarkable when you see the a football fanaticism but then you add celebrity behind it um it's somewhat bothersome to humanity and what we go for but at the same time it just goes to show how desperate we are to have belonging in that sense of community right do you get to kind of get that sense from this show you get the feeling of all that yeah i think you you get that but you also get like what what this team means to this town and what this team's meant to this town for such a long time and and, and the camaraderie that comes for it the closeness to the through, through the town and it's it's really it's really beautiful to see but it's also heartbreaking when the team isn't doing well and you also see that effect on the town too mm. All right, stevestebbing.ca is his website. We've got a a few throwbacks here from the Blu-ray category. Let's get started with what the hell should we watch this weekend and air. What's the plan? We build a shoe line around just him. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. Oh, that was it. Okay, good. Steve. <laughs> it was yeah. so it was so perfectly edited. I didn't know. Okay, good. Um yeah, I mean this is probably one of my favorite movies of the year easily. Uh Ben Affleck's return to behind the camera as well as being in front of it as Nike CEO Phil Knight, but this is the story of uh basketball talent scout Sonny Vaccaro trying to secure Michael Jordan uh, as as uh, you know, sponsorship for Nike, and um, just I mean, this is something that changed the industry for for athletes when it came to being branded by these companies, and um, it's just a brilliant script, a well executed film, and multiple performances that I hope get recognition now that we're starting to roll into award season in the next month or so. Hope to see Matt Damon's name in there because his performance is really, really, really great, as well as Viola Davis, who plays Michael Jordan's mom in this one. And it's I thought it was really interesting how they're able to skirt not having Michael Jordan actually kind of on screen, but he is on screen. But him being the focus, but not the focus, I think it's a really interesting dichotomy and just a great movie that people should see. All right. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Up next is Joyride. Oh, hi. So nice to see an American. What do you do for work? Hmm? Hmm? If the cops are doing a back check. Oh, my God, you're a drug dealer? <laughs> you're a drug dealer now. We can't get caught with drugs in China. You going to plug or are you going to play? Group project. Okay, now that sounds fun. <laughs> yes. And like underlyingly, I mean, it is a film that has like those slight um hangover 
um, connections. Like you can kind of like land the archetypes on these characters that correspond to those characters. But um, basically this is one of those crazy epic odyssey type films uh, following uh, an adopted uh, Chinese girl uh, played by Ashley Park. Uh, who goes on a business trip to Asia and brings her uh, fr- her longtime friend with her, Lolo, played by the hilarious Sherry Cola, um, and meeting up w- with uh, friends as well to join them on their adventure and underlyingly try to find um, Ashley Park's character's birth parents. Um, but of course, it goes way out of control and it makes some really bold choices that I've never seen in these t- t- sort of raunch comedies. And I applaud them for it because I was laughing, almost falling out of my off my couch laughing at this movie because it's so damn good. Can we just acknowledge the name Sherry Cola as being awesome yeah. as well? <laughs> yes. Right. And she's really, really good. She did Randall Park's movie uh, last month as well, his his directorial debut. And uh, a really a new talent that I, I just want to see more and more from. She's she's hilarious. All right. I want to squeeze in a couple more here. Uh, is it Aporia or Aporia, Steve? Do you know? Uh, Aporia. Aporia. Here we go. There is a science to everything. We can't save them. Believe it or not, this was supposed to be a time machine. And now it's a gun that can fire a bullet into the past. All we need is a target. You know that's impossible, right? All right, tell us about Aporia. Yeah, this is an interesting one because it's kind of like a lo-fi indie film about like kind of grief and trying to process process the loss of a loved one but with the sci-fi time travel element to it because basically we have uh judy greer as a, a a woman who's grieving her the loss of her husband after a drunk driving incident uh who uh her husband's best friend has been working on something that bends time and can allow her to reconnect with her dead husband uh one last time and uh it deals with some really, really interesting themes, but Judy Greer at the heart of it, uh, usually a comedic actress and a really great comedic actress, turns in this dramatic performance that is just absolutely knockout. And I, I really love this one. All right, stevestepping.ca. Last but not least, Poker Face. What's it like? Always knowing the truth. There's nothing mystical about it. I could just tell. And anyone is lying. Yeah. I know what you did, you psycho. You're gonna find Charlie Kill, and you're gonna bring it to me. Would you even want to know if you could tell if anybody was lying anytime? Right. It seems like a, a, a burden and a curse, but as well as like a cool like party trick as well. No um, mm. But this comes from a Knives Out guy, Ryan Johnson, uh, who wrote and directed all of these episodes. Uh, and to my knowledge, I think that they only aired on Peacock, which is a, a certain streaming service only available in the United States. I don't know if it aired in Canada, but it is now on Blu-ray and DVD. Um, it has Natasha Leone as this character, Charlie Kale, who um just has a no bs meter and that is just unbeatable and it it really is mystery of the week uh and i I really love it think like new age colombo because i think natasha leone kind of plays into that trope quite well um it is very very worth the watch and probably one of the best new shows this year 